Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will, um, with minimal damage that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands. and um, good thing. And apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing and... I have a few tips for everybody, you know, you know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, stink, stank, stunk. It's Saturday suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning, welcome in. Saturday Suckage, yo, 11.03. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde here. Unbelievably, we have an NFL game in the books. We'll have a bunch more tomorrow. And your Bears football experience just got a lot different. Mark Rohde, how are you this morning? Was it anything I said, Mark? Was it everything I said, Mark? Is there anything to indicate that Mark might be there? Hello? Hey! Hi. You can can you I'm, hear me? Now I can. Okay. Wow, I so had such a strong radio. start and you were just talking over me. I I thought I was on the radio. I and didn't now hear the you. the energy and the genuine feel to that will never be back. But what I actually said, Steve, was yep. In one hour from right now, we will be 24 hours away from the Bears and Lions kicking off at Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan for the first game of the year. Unfortunately for the Bears, David Blau will not be walking through that door and into the dome (laughs) in Detroit. So it will be Matthew Stafford, who was brilliant last year up until the point at which he did not play. And I remember that day because we were... 
furiously trying to gather information on whether or not the quarterback would play, and Stafford did not, and then we didn't see him twice last year. So it's a big day today, Stevie Sunshine. We got Bears. The, our baseball teams are both still in first place, though the results were split. A Sox win, a Cubs loss. So there is so much to talk about. How are you today, sir? I'm doing wonderfully well. I do have some, um, I think we have similar Cubs sunshine because we talked about it last week. We kind of anticipated what might happen with John Lester. We'll talk about that later. But right now I want to talk about here. breaking news on your Bears experience tomorrow is great news for Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and our brother station WBBM 780 AM and 105.9 FM. Here's what just happened. Kenny Albert was supposed to leave the NHL bubble in Edmonton. He was supposed to fly to Detroit. He was supposed to do the game. Jonathan Vilma was going to be a new commentator and Shannon Spake on whatever passes for sideline duty. And the schmucks at Fox and the NFL said, no, 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 here's our rule. You can't leave. You can't come from another country unless you quarantine for two weeks. Kenny Albert is coming from a country that just reported zero COVID deaths. (laughs) Kenny Albert is coming from a country smarter than us in dealing with this this virus. Kenny Albert can't call the game. Here, as if that's not dumb enough by the schmucks at Fox and the NFL, here's what you will get if you dare to watch Bears-Lions on television tomorrow. They're flying in decrepit Dick Stockton from Arizona, one of the greatest of of maskless COVID, and he will be flying into Detroit to mispronounce and misidentify Bears and Lions players tomorrow. All I can say is this. You'll give the mute button, hit the mute button once you hit the power button, and then turn on WBBM, AM, FM, and listen to Jeff and Tom. There's some way you can sync this. I don't know. That just broke. The New York Post was reporting it. And it's unbelievably stupid, but it's just so, it's so NFL in some ways, and certainly so Fox, very Fox, I must say. So, so wait, do you guys think that. we're going to get more Kurt Fuller's tomorrow? Um, you could. You might get Fuller Brush Salesman for all you, we yeah, know. Yeah, you know that that cornerback who's a, was an All Pro cornerback, Pro Bowler. Well, it's Kurt. To, you it's know, Kurt. Th- there are there are a <laughs> lot of Fullers in the NFL. It's hard to keep them all straight. I mean, there are Fullers. But how many of them the were All Pro cornerbacks? I know, I know, I know. I'm just I'm trying way too hard to excuse his mistakes. But look, oh my, you can't. He, Yes, let, yes. Let me tell you about the WBBM broadcast, of which I will be a part this year. Um, despite what has gone on with the pandemic, Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer will be in Detroit. No watching it off a television screen for those guys. They are making the trip to Detroit, and they will be there, and they will be present. I will be part of the pregame show on WBBM, and I got some really fascinating interviews with uh, David Montgomery and Cole Komet. I learned things about both of those guys in my my talks with them. And I'm always a little conflicted because the score, too, will have a brilliant pregame show starting at 9 o'clock. So kind of flip back and forth between the two. We are sisters. We are brothers, whatever you want to refer to us as. And then, because people have asked me this, actually nobody's asked me this, but I'll report 
report it. Um, I will still be doing sideline reporting for Bears home games. It will just occur from the front row of of the seats behind the bench. I will not be near the play. Well, relatively close to the players, just not elbow to elbow like I normally would be. So it is a, a different year for sure, but we are full force for the Bears broadcast on WBBM and right here on 670 The Score. How'd I do? Uh, you did great, and I asked you that. I had this down. I, w- I was so stunned by the Fox, um, the schmucks at Fox and, and NFL making this decision regarding Kenny Albert and like, you know, you can't come from a foreign country, even though the foreign country is a lot smarter than this country. So... I was going to say that while the play-by-play, I was comparing that, and your sideline reporting, I, I, you can't say nobody's asked you that. I always ask you that. What do you know? What have you learned? And so now we know. So now for the home games, you will be, um, must be in the front row. You're kind of going to be Bob Euchre. Right. And now when I have a question of one of the players or the coaches, I need some intel. I'll be yelling from the stands. I'll be like, hey, <laughs> just, just like a fan. Akeem, how's your ankle? Are you OK? You know, and so that's going to be the situation. But yeah, no, it's very cool that that opera that we will be allowed. We'll have our own little separate taped area, probably myself and some of the other sideline reporters, perhaps from the opposing team, obviously somebody from the national broadcast, and that's about it. So it's some pretty cool exclusive reporting that I will be privy to, and just like everything, we'll see how it goes. We'll see what challenges there are. We'll see what this opens up in terms of something different, Uh, but it uh, is something I'm definitely looking forward to and really just happy to be able to this is like the one year where you could use cliches in life just be happy to be there because none of us really thought the day would come when football would occur i i i was so doubtful so long ago but now here we are i i'm with you on that i i did think that every sport would start i did not think any of them would finish and here we are, the NBA and NHL are moving on up, and, and they've done a terrific job, and the, the bubble works. Baseball has been pretty remarkable. They've had two, two idiot teams, two or players on idiot teams, maybe more than that, but they've, some of them just got lucky that, that it didn't happen the way it did for the Cardinals and the Marlins. And, and now the Giants, you know, the weekend against the Padres, a, a Giants player tested positive, and... To hear, to see football get this close, they played a game, and I'm kind of waiting for the, the fallout from the Chiefs and the Texans. So this was a bunch of guys hitting each other, tackling each other, sweating all over each other, and just playing football in all its glory. What happens? And I and I don't know the the incubation period. We could we could find out in five days, ten days. I don't know, but that's kind of holding your breath. But here we are. I never thought the NFL was going to... I thought it would start, and I thought it might take one game to cancel the season because it would just be like college football. All we've heard from college football is how how greedy the schools are, how stupid the coaches and players are, and the parents are joining them in that. That's the way college football looks. So we're here. We're going to see football tomorrow, Mark. What kind of football are we going to see, Mark? I have no idea. I mean, what does... <laughs> Isn't that great that we could actually say, I don't know, and, and don't it's okay, know. right? And I think that people have right. respect for that because how can anybody know what football is going to look like when the 
when the off season for every team is truncated, first of all, and eventually maybe at the NFL will always be without preseason games or completely minimized as they will be minimized. But without them, it's, it changes a lot. It change. I mean, as, as horrible as preseason games can be, it is upon us and it is alarming how different it feels without having had those games, without having had the tape, the tryouts for some guys at the bottom up of the roster, just to see one pass come out of the arm of Mitchell Trubisky, one catch made by Allen Robinson or whomever, that one guy that makes the run. Like, there's so much that I personally, as a reporter, missed about the preseason in gaining intelligence and trying to mm-hmm. figure out what is what on these, not just the Bears, but the Detroit Lions and all of these teams and just a rough draft of how the team may or may not look. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty easy to predict the low-hanging fruit is that offenses will be behind the defenses, which puts the Bears in a probably a pretty good place week one. But if you really want to get into it, I'm not sure that that makes matters when you have somebody as veteran as Matthew Stafford is, as good as Matthew Stafford is. Now, if Kenny Galladay is out, that is yet another game changer for the Bears because they have struggled against him and that type of receiver, and he is a budding star in this league. Well, it's going to get worse for Matthew Stafford. His line is banged up, and and we will talk about that later on today. And we will discuss the Bears in several instances. At 11.20, we will talk with Jim Schwantz, part of the Mark Grody orbit of the world, uh, part of the WBBM pregame show, halftime show, postgame show, along with Jay Hilgenberg, former Super Bear, and the inevitable, unfortunate Ron Gleason. So Jim Schwantz will be here, and we will run stuff by him. That'll be in 11.20. At noon, Aaron Lemming. He writes the Bears report, Bear Report for CBS Sports, and in his Twitter bio it says, quote, destroyer of Lions Twitter. So that's always good. We'll find out about that. At 1 o'clock we'll talk Cubs with Cubs Insider. Uh, Evan Altman writes Cubs Insider. He has been critical of David Ross. He's seen David Ross manage, and he wonders what David Ross is doing. So we can discuss that as the Cubs gone from 13 and 3 to 13 and 17 they're the they're in first place and they're the worst first place team and there's little reason for optimism you have the pitching and then you go oh wow you mean you actually have to score runs in this league so that's kind of our plan for today we're going to take a break it's saturday suckage oh our phone number is the same as a text line number the phone number that no one calls, but in case somebody calls, we have a breaking call sounder, 312-644-6767. That's also the number that you can text us. The text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. So this is Saturday suckage. We suck so you don't have to. But Fox and the NFL just stuck you. Stuck you. They just... They just expelled gas in your general direction, Bears fans, and they're flying in Dick Stockton from Arizona to make mistakes all over Bears-Lions Sunday. So you tune to the radio where you'll hear Mark Rohde and you'll hear Jim Schwantz, our next guest. And we'll talk Bears-Lions with Jim Schwantz of WBBM, WBBM, 780 AM, 105.9 FM. We are Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. (laughs) 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast up down got its hustlers bowery got it bumps 42nd street got big jim a walker here bull shooting son of a gun you get the perfect walk-up music as chosen by the guests. We let them choose their own walk-up music. That music here on the score, Chicago Sports Radio 670, was chosen by our next guest on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline. Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. Joining us from the WBBM 780 AM 105.9 FM pregame, postgame, halftime show is Jim Schwantz. Jim, thanks for joining us. Happy football to you. I can't wait, Rosie. I can't believe it's here. It's uh, kind of a little funky. There's no doubt about it, but uh, excited nonetheless. Excited to get this thing kicked off for sure. You've kind of gone through this before, watching Bears. Mark was talking about it earlier, saying you kind of had storylines develop watching the preseason games. But the regular season, the first month of the regular season under Matt Nagy, was kind of used as a preseason for the players who mattered. And that's kind of where you are now. So what, what is going to be different from what we've seen before? We have no idea what to expect, no idea what kind of football. Do you have any idea what kind of football to expect or what kind of football are you expecting? You know, it's, uh, so I'm going to go back in the way back machine back when, when training camps were training, were training camps. And uh, the first week in training camp, the first couple of weeks in training camp, remember the defense was always out in front. The defense was always outpacing the offense. The defense – it's reaction. The offense was learning plays. The offense was learning timing. The offense was 
learning this to, to play within a system and, and play together and, you know, getting reads, right? Quarterbacks, receivers, reads, and, and what are they seeing? Are they on the same page? Well, all that stuff, I just think defenses are going to be way in front of offenses, of course, notwithstanding the, the Kansas City Chiefs who are in another world. But um, I think, you know, tomorrow's game is going to be, I anticipate, you know, a, a lower scoring kind of, kind of slogged out um, defensive battle just because I don't believe the offenses are going to be there yet. So I'm looking for Chicago to to lean on this defense. I think they're going to do that throughout the season, even when the offense catches up. I still think this is a defense-heavy team that's really going to have to win football games with their defense. And, you know, last year I I, I flashed back to the London game, you know, over the pond and – you know, the Bears had an opportunity to close out the, 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 the Raiders, and they had a defense on the field, and they couldn't do it. So that was disappointing to me. I look for that to be a bounce back this year. Um, you know, obviously without uh, uh, Robert Quinn being able, potentially not being able to play tomorrow, that's going to hurt. But, um, but I still think defense is going to have to carry the day. Well, and, and now that you're saying that, Jim, it's got me thinking. It's good to talk to you as opposed to just being on a group email with Ron Gleason. So this is, this is a wonderful <laughs> moment, um, I feel like, that is occurring right now. There's a lot There's a lot going back and forth these days. There is a, there's an absolute ton going on behind the scenes, as you know, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yes, there is. And we're putting it all together for everybody. I promise you the product will be at, at a 10 tomorrow, especially when you hear Jim Schwantz on the pregame show with Hilgenberg and Ron Gleason. But anyway... Um, as far as what you were saying about the offenses being sluggish and maybe look for an ugly game tomorrow, that made me think in my head that all the more reason to have Mitchell Trubisky be the quarterback at least tomorrow, and, and hopefully he grabs the job and keeps the job for 16 games. But as for tomorrow and early in the season with his ability to probably improvise a little bit better than Nick Foles because of his legs, is that another good reason why Mitchell Trubisky is starting tomorrow? I believe so, and, and Mark, I think you know if you, if you really go back into the psyche of of you know of today's players, um, I, I just I just saw this in, from the very beginning as it was going to be Mitch named. I, I know they tried to make it look like it was some type of a competition and, and those types of things, but if if the if the other had happened, had they come in and they and they had this pseudo competition and Nick Foles won the job, and then at some point you know you're going back to Mitch. Because Nick is not going to go 16 weeks without getting something happen to him. Dinged, you know, week-long injury, two-week injury, something of that, or a half, you know, an injury that takes him out to the remainder of a game. What would Mitch's psyche be? And, and, and I'm not close enough to the players to know. You know, you hear everything he talks about. He's, he's a team guy. He's a competitor. You know, he's, he's, he's an alpha. Of course he's an alpha. He's been a quarterback since he was 12 years old. He's, the quarterbacks are, are, are kind of trained to be that way, to be the alphas in, in the huddle, to be the alphas on the football team. And so he's got that demeanor, and, and it's an exterior thing, and it all sounds good. But I, I just worried had, had Nick Foles been named the guy, what, what would you be dealing with? picking up those pieces and so so you know you give it to Mitch and, and it's it's Mitch's opportunity to uh to run with it and f- to your initial question literally tomorrow um take the opportunity to win a couple of plays a couple of those possession downs on third down with your legs and then uh and and and, and you know get get a couple two three scores and then see if if, if Detroit has the firepower to be able to come back from that. Talking with Jim Schwantz, WBBM, 780 AM, 105.9 FM. Bears station, our brother station. He will do be on the pregame 
and halftime and postgame with Jay Hogenberg and the inevitable Ron Gleason. So in talking about Mitch Trubisky and his 106.3 passer rating against the Lions, we all know, Jim, and you've played for football coaches, they lie. All football coaches lie. They do it in different ways. You know, some are John Fox, they just play you for stupid and give you vague answers that don't address the question. Or some like like Matt Nagy seem to answer them earnestly, but aren't really answering them. So was when Matt Nagy was asked whether Mitch Trubisky's wonderful history against the Lions factored into his being named starting quarterback mattered in that decision when he said no was Matt Nagy lying or if he was lying I mean if if, if it factored in he's lying and, and and if he didn't take that into consideration is that bad coaching because you can only win the game in front of you sure and 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 you know if you want to take it in the macro and look at it from from the high level teams are different every year there's always going to be different teams I'll, I'll tell you a quick story um, to, to, to go to the opposite end of that point. The year I was in the Pro Bowl, we lost in the, in the divisional playoff round to the, uh, to the upstart Carolina Panthers. And they beat us in the divisional round, and we, we were a really good football team. They ended up going up to Green Bay, and Green Bay beat them to go to the Super Bowl, and they won the Super Bowl against the New, Orleans, uh, New England Patriots. We're at the Pro Bowl, and, uh, and I was talking to, 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 uh, to Brett Favre, and I said, you know, congratulations, you know, outstanding, you guys won this thing. He goes, I, I go, he goes, well, I, I can tell you one thing. We were glad you guys didn't show up. And we say, well, what do you mean? He goes, I go, we would have been there. Um, Deion Sanders had a concussion. Mike, uh, Michael Irvin broke his collarbone. They weren't going to play in the game. And uh, he goes, a high school team could have rolled up with stars on the side of their helmets and you guys would have beat us. That's the kind of, that's the kind of mentality, you know, you see that team, and you just, you just, there's something about it. And so, you know, maybe that is what Mitch sees. He sees a, a team that he's had success with. You know, a lot of this is about, uh, you know, you know, building up to the game and, and, and the good feelings and the good vibes that go into it. But, but realistically, it, it, at the lowest level, this is, this is a brand new football team. You know, the, the Bears are new this year. The Lions are new this year. Um, you know, the, the, the conditions will, you know, will be obviously perfect in the dome, but, um, I still think that each and every each and every time you step on the field, it's going to be a little bit different. But certainly, in the, uh, in the in the big scope of it, you know, Mitch has got a very good feel for this football team. He's got a very good feel. He's got he's got good good uh, uh, memories to to go back on. But um, you know, once the game starts, a lot of that stuff just goes away. Are the Lions any good? I don't believe so. No, I I I think they've gotten better. You know, I, I like I like the core of what they have, you know, they still got a guy that can sling it all over the field. They're still not figured out at the running back position. They've been, they've been a, a little bit of a, of a mess on the offensive line for years now. Um, I love their tight end Hawkinson. I think he's, he's a, he's a really good player. Um, you know, and then I, I love Kenny Galladay, uh, Galladay. I think yes. he's, he's just, he, and he loves playing against the bears. You want to go back to Rosie's point about, you know, teams and feel good for, for individuals. He's, he's done pretty well against the Chicago bears. Um, uh, over over his history and you know defensively you know Matt Patricia is a defensive guy so you think they would get that thing figured out a little bit faster than uh, um, than they have um, I, I think they're going to be formidable defensively um, I think tomorrow as far as 
what they do with any successes they have, I, I fear might have to do with the fact that the Bears aren't quite there yet offensively. But um, but no, I, I don't believe I, I believe this is a uh, this is a fourth place team in a four team division. Let me follow it up, if I may, uh, really sorry. quick here, Stevie Sunshine. I'm sorry, buddy. Sure. I don't usually... No, you go uh, right ahead. Yeah, go right I, ahead. I, yeah, yeah. This is, you know, sometimes this is what happens when we can't see each other. But anyway, um, I, I want to follow up on that with with one guy on the Lions defense, so the rookie cornerback, Jeff Okuda, out of Ohio State, who may or may not play. But if he plays, he probably will start. You have Jalen Johnson starting as a rookie at cornerback mm-hmm. for the Bears. How hard is that position right away for guys in the NFL. Is this a safe plan for these teams to be having cornerbacks starting on day one of their rookie years? Um, you know, when you're playing against um, guys like Marvin Jones Jr., if, if, if you're Jalen, and then, you know, of course, Allen Robinson, if, if you're Jeff Okuda, you're playing against some really good football players, guys who are top of their game, um, know all the little tricks and, and the things that go into um, being a high-level wide receiver, and then, if, if you're looking at uh, Marvin Jones, he's he's got he's got the rapport with 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 a Matt Stafford. So um, so I, I think it's 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 the it's an a position. I think running back is a, is a kind of the equivalent on offense that um, athletes, true athletes, can come in and play and compete and uh, and give you an opportunity to be successful. I I don't believe they're going to put either one of those guys on an island. I think both mm-hmm. defensive coordinators are going to find ways to you know protect them a little bit. Maybe you see. You know, with uh, with Jalen, maybe he's you know he's got uh, uh, he's got Eddie over the top of him over the whole day. You know, something like that, where at least you've got some protection. But um, but I think those are two positions that if you are truly athletic and 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 have had enough coaching throughout this this uh, this pseudo training camp that uh, that I think you can compete. You know, I I, I don't know that you want to put a rookie out on Jerry Rice or a rookie out on Michael Irvin because those are those are predators. Those guys. They, they, they'll want the football 45 times in a game because they want to be able to put a rookie in their place. But um, I, I think today in today's NFL, if you're, if you're athletic and you can go out there and compete, um, I think also you look at the game uh, uh, Thursday night, uh, you know, I don't have this on, on authority. I'm just as a fan watching it. I, I think New York has said, keep this, keep the hankies in your pockets. We got to put together a pretty decent product and nobody wants to see 25 flags being thrown. Uh-huh. So maybe there's a little bit more opportunity for, for defensive backs to get a little bit more aggressive. Maybe that five yard, no contact zone becomes seven or eight. Maybe they allow a little bit more of that. Um, just so that we're not watching, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the officials become the, uh, the center of the story. So you bring a, you're telling Jalen Johnson to bring a lightsaber to a knife a knife fight, so you can get a little, you can get away with a little bit more. You know, it's you? like it's like really in a basketball game, Rosie. You know, you you, yeah. you bang around a little bit, you find out what the officials are willing to to get, get allow to to uh, to go on without a flag, and then uh, and then you settle that after the first quarter, and then you go play. I thought, you know, that game Thursday night, you know, it was it was just three or four times you've got you've got the commentator saying, man, there's been no flags, and. Uh, and, and, it's, and it was it was a very smooth it was a very smooth very uh, uh, congruent game that you were watching and you weren't like every every you know third play there was a defensive holding on a third and twenty six you know that you're like holy crap that's a you know a defensive holding on the other side of the ball that's going to give them a first down and it's frustrating but you didn't see a lot of that with the exception of the you know the little grab and hold down on the goal line when there was a pick by Houston but other than that there there was a, a false start that uh, that had to be a you know a second of, of a guy moving before the ball was snapped and they didn't call it. They didn't throw a flag on it. 
One of the things we do on our version of the Saturday Suckage pregame show is try to find reasons why. Why it would be a happy Bears Sunday. And at the risk of... the. In running this down, Jim, this sounds like it screams for a mercy rule and running clock in the second half. <laughs> we talked about the injured. You talked about the injured offensive line for the Lions in front of Matthew Stafford. If yeah. there's a reason he's going to be injured again, you have Khalil Mack going up against now Terrell Crosby, yep. who is a fifth-round pick in 2018 and will be making just his eighth career start. And on top of that, Akeem Hicks, we assume he's going to be healthy, he's going to be Akeem Hicks, all capital letters again, will be lining up against somebody named Jonah Jackson who will be making his first career start. And we think both Jalen Johnson and Mitch Trubisky will benefit by those two matchups. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about um, how – and this is, is, you know – you could you could you could rewind to you know 2014 pregame against the Lions and we were talking about how poor their offensive line was 26. It just this is a theme, you know. You've you've invested a ton of money into just an absolute warrior. I mean, like or dislike the, the the Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford is a guy that you absolutely cheer for throughout the NFL, and he's a guy that you know don't want him to play really well against the Bears, but he is he is one of those stand up true veterans that just goes out and competes day in and day out. Um, they have no running game. I mean, carry on Johnson, I think is, uh, he can't stay healthy. I thought he looked pretty decent. You know, you get Adrian Peterson, um, and then they draft a kid, Deandre Swift. So they've got kind of by committee, but they've never committed to the running game. It's just going to be a matter of trying to get rid of the football quick. They've got weapons. They got guys that, you know, that they can catch the football and, but they, but they got a time to get open. So yes, and absolutely a pass rush is, is a guy like Jalen Johnson's best friend. He doesn't have to cover for more than a few seconds. And he does have to worry about a lot of the double moves, a lot of the extended routes. He can certainly sit on things. And, um, again, if they give him a little bit of help over the top, he can be really aggressive at the line of of scrimmage. And that's truly what these young players, you know, they want to be able to do. They don't want to have to think a lot. They don't want to have to look at route progressions. They want to be able to step up and and, and get physical. And uh, hopefully the officials will allow some of that to go. And, you know, then the the Bears should be walking out with with a pretty solid game. But it's going to be – you know, special teams are going to be good. I, I think, you know, Cordell Patterson is a guy we obviously know what he's all about. I think he has an opportunity tomorrow um, to get loose once or twice. And then uh, hopefully the, uh, you know, this is a good first preseason game. As you mentioned early in the, in the, in this uh, segment here, Rosie, this is the first preseason game for the bears and hopefully they come away with a win and get out of the first four weeks, uh, you know, at, at worst two and two and, and hopefully better than that. Amen, man. Um, two guys, let me go deep cut on you here, Jim Schwantz. Um, there are two guys in that in the inside linebackers room, and this is right up your alley too, and Josh Woods and Joel E.A. Booneyway, who will be special teams contributors. But one thing the Bears had a lot of last year, as it turned out, with Kevin and Pierre Lewis and Nick Kwiatkowski was excellent linebacker depth. We know how good Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan are, but would these guys, from your eyes, Josh Woods and Joel E.A. Booneyway, be able to step in and fill in the way those guys did last year if there is to be, God forbid, an injury? I do believe so. I, I thought, you know, Josh played a little bit of linebacker last year. Last year, you know, he did obviously made his more of his mark as, as as well as Joel on special teams, as you mentioned, Mark. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't believe, 
you know, you're looking at a, a position where there's a huge step backwards. I mean, these guys are they're veterans. They've been in that room. They've been in this system for for you know for a while now. So they have a little bit of of knowledge with regards to that. Um, and I thought what they asked, you know, the, the backups to do last year, you know, Nick, um, you know, his signature plays were, were blitzes, signature plays where he came, you know, ran over Dalvin Cook and got a sack, and um, you know, and those were plays. But when he was out, kind of in in space, he was. He wasn't as uh, as flashy as he was on his on his opportunities to just come forward and run somebody over. So if you give those guys that same type of opportunity, the same kind of uh, uh, blueprint, I think you could have guys like that definitely be successful. But um, and I, you know I thought that the you know, defensively the Bears did a nice job um, when they did lose Danny to try to give you know guys like Nick Wachowski an opportunity to truly be successful, not just sit back and be something that they're really not and be able to uh, to be aggressive and. And, and, and coming forward, which if you've ever talked to a linebacker, that's all we'd rather do is come forward, not go backwards. Well, we hope everybody's going forward tomorrow. We hope the Bears defense scores because I have questions that the Bears offense is ever going to score. But <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll hear. We thank you for coming on, Jim, and um, we look forward to talking to you throughout the season. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Jim. That's Jim, Jim Schwantz, Mayor of Palatine, and the – Part of the WBBM 780 AM 105.9 FM pregame show, postgame show, halftime show with Jay Hogenberg and the inevitable Ron Gleason. And now Mark Grody. Mark, you're like a Schwantz teammate in various ways. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, unlike the last two years that I was part of the pregame show, I will not get to see Jim Schwantz in person, nor Jay no. Hilgenberg, and that was always a big, happy part of my Sundays to see all the shining faces oh, hi, on Mark. the WBBM side. Hi, of the world. But <laughs> but we're still going to put it together. And, you know, as somebody said on the text line from the 224, this Schwantz dude is good. Mm-hmm. I think Jim Schwantz is really good, and actually... I hate the term underrated, but I think Jim Schwartz is underrated because he doesn't insist upon himself. You know what I mean? He doesn't throw himself out there. He's just good. When you ask him a question, he's just good. He breaks it down, and um, it's it's like in-depth and honest. Right. That's, he's true. Go Bears! Yes. All right. Bears. So we're going we're, <laughs> we're to take a break. We will talk more football at the top of the hour with Aaron Lemming, who writes Bear Report for CBS Sports. We will, But when after a break... We will come back, and we need to deal with the Cubs a little bit. Um, They need to be dealt with. Um, There is some good news amid the crap that is their offense, so we'll talk about (laughs) that. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. We are Saturday Suckage, and Cubs offense is perfect for Saturday Suckage. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Jeffress ready to work. The set for the 1-1 to Braun. And here it comes. A swing and a fly ball. This is going to end the ball game. Deep right center. It'll be caught by Hayward. Tagging and scoring is Christian Yelich with the only run of the game. And Milwaukee wins it by a score of one to nothing. Ryan Braun delivering a sacrifice fly. That's Pat Hughes with a low light, courtesy of us, the score. Cubs lose to the Brewers 1-0. They don't score. They strike out. They strike out 16 times. They had two hits. They score no runs. They lose one to nothing. They just suck on offense. They started the season 13-3. They've gone 13-17 since. This is Saturday suckage beyond suckage. 
They are still in first place. They have a three-game lead over the Los Cardinales. They're the worst first-place team in the majors, so that's very Cub-like. Outside of Wilson Contreras. We got this text here on the uh, text zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. So, Mark Rohde, the text says, not enough criticism of Jed and Theo not finding a way to keep Castellanos. But here's the deal. If Bryant and Baez suck the way they do, if they're hurt and bad or both, and if Rizzo is stinking it up and Contreras had been stinking it up till now, it has no, Castellanos has no effect. He won't make you win. Your big guys have to be your big guys. They're not hitting. Any idea why, Mark? Any idea? Can you pass it along? Can you save them? Can you solve them? I don't know if I can solve them. There's something that has happened to the Cubs offense, it seems like, in each of the last three years where it has this decrescendo from the beginning of the season where there's all this adrenaline and the offense Uh. is coming out, and then it just goes downhill for some reason, and I don't know what it is the product of. Now, to the criticism of... Theo and Jed. I will say this. I, I disagree a little bit. If Nick, Nick Castellanos was here, he probably would change things a little bit in terms of how he affects where he's hitting in the order and how that might affect what is going on with the other hitters. I think that there would have been some effect. However, I do give, I actually give Jed and Theo a pass for this year. And that's because if things had been different, if they had had things their way, this team probably would have looked a little bit differently. That Chris Brown may not have even been on this roster. Mm-hmm. That Wilson yeah. Contreras may have been traded. That Kyle Schwarber may have been DHing for some other team. And I still think that that is going to happen probably in this offseason. So I think that this was a season where Jed and Theo said, okay, last call. Here it is. And now we're seeing it. And Theo was even critical in his comments before the game the other day about this team not playing particularly well right now. And I think it, it honestly, this is not, you know, in a literal sense, but they're kind of sitting back and saying, okay, we have done all we can do. Uh, we are powerless at this point. Go get them. Show us what you can do because we're breaking this thing up after this season is over. Well, I don't think the Castellanos thing is anything to consider. Your two best, your, your two best outfielders are Ian Happ and Jason Hayward, and Kyle Schwarber has been doing fine. So you have your your OPS plus leaders are Happ at 161 and Hayward at 142. You have and Contreras at 109, and then Schwarber at 97, and Jason Kipnis is in there marvelously so at 128. So the guys that should be better are not. You know, Javi Baez is at 56. That's just it's half as good as your major league average. He's just been miserable. So the Castellanos thing doesn't matter. Your outfield is is good, and and he's got no place to play. And I I agree that I would I would withhold blame in in a lot of areas for of Theo and Jed because the players have to play. It's on them. They have to stay healthy. They have to play. They have to produce. That's what it's all about right now. And they talked about it. They talked about it being their last dance. And so apparently they, they that worked for 16 games. They were 13 and three, and then they've just sucked since. I don't, I don't, when I, I start with the players and I look at them and go, wow, you guys have really been failing. The offense has been failing. So I don't, 
I, I will withhold criticism of Theo and Jed at that point. The players had the control, right? They go up there and they bat. Yeah. Go up there and look like you're a professional yeah. hitter. There, there's no doubt about that. I do put, I don't know, blame's the right word, but I do think that that the manager and the hitting coach are responsible for some of that. And, and I'll, let's just stick with the manager, David Ross, because everybody says, well, David Ross can't go out there and hit. He can't go out there and pitch. But he can change things up. He can put, the job of a manager is to put players in the best position to win. Now, last night, David Ross did a good thing by holding Javier Baez out of the lineup and putting <laughs> Nico Horner over at shortstop, who has been playing relatively well lately. I just had a really good game the other day, did Nico Horner. So sometimes it is on the manager to to, to change the lineup, to have an odd guy like Joe Madden would always do. And David Ross has done some of that. When a guy's slumping, throw, him up, throw Kyle Schwarber up at the top of the order or whomever. Ever. do things differently sit guys change the configuration do something fun so there is some of this is on the manager i never like the notion of or that cliche of well he can't go out there and hit he can't go out there and pitch well then what the hell's the use of the manager anyway the manager does is responsible for putting guys in position to win and if we're going to give david ross all the credit in the world for all the enthusiasm and a 13 and 3 start that the cubs had and changing the culture and doing things that hadn't been done in five years then there has to be a little bit of criticism you know thrown his way right now for the lack of offense and then to to Iapochi as well the hitting coach we will take a look at the blame that David Ross deserves, as handed out by Evan Altman of Cubs Insider. We will we'll talk with him in an hour, but now after, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get back to the Bears. We will talk with Aaron Lemming, writes the Bear Report for CBS Sports. And again, his Twitter bio says call, describes him as destroyer of Lions Twitter, which is always mm. good. That's what rivalry games should be about. So we will talk Bears... And your Bears viewing Bears. experience just changed thanks to the schmucks at Fox and the NFL. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but we'll talk to see how long you can manage to stay on the Bears game and if this is just more Mitchapalooza because it's the one team he can beat. And we'll You're going go heavy on there. schmuck today, I've noticed. You tweeted I, it's you just tweeted because schmuck, it, it's such schmuck. a it's a good word. It, it, the, any a lot of words with CK make you feel good. It's very it's a therapeutic <laughs> word, and it's very okay. and it's very accurate and descriptive. I'm not making this up. When you say oh, you're right, and it's safe. It's safe too. Right. It's an idiot. It's just a different. It's a Yiddish word for idiot. And when you talk about the NFL and Fox, the, here's where it is. The NFL and Fox are prohibiting Kenny Albert coming in from Edmonton, where he's been calling the Stanley Cup playoffs to Detroit. They're ca- they're banning him from coming from a foreign country without quarantining, so he cannot call the game. And they're flying in Dick Stockton to misidentify players and just make your whole miserable ex- your whole experience miserable. They're flying him from Arizona. It's bad enough that Arizona has one of the worst COVID rates in the United States. But the fact that they won't let Kenny Albert into the United States from Canada, which reported zero deaths yesterday from COVID-19. What you're saying here doesn't really make sense, but I know what you're saying. Okay. (laughs) Take a break, will you? This hurts my head. We'll talk to Aaron Lemming. Talk Bears-Lions next. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.